Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Hangouts and Headlines, September 8th, 2022, Thursday, I believe. We did wind up taking Wednesday off, as we do uh, on these weeks, had a lot of stuff to get through uh, at the firm and otherwise, and I think today we might have to do a little bit of a shorter episode of Hangouts and Headlines because we got a lot of stuff going on. Hopefully not. We've got an interesting article here. I want to celebrate uh, articles that I see that are actually, I think, well done, straight to the point, tell an interesting story. That is one of those today. So hopefully that's a fun one. We can't just attack all these articles all the time after all. And there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about uh, when you're looking at these various things. So hopefully we can do that. How are all of you doing this morning? Uh, good morning, Mrs. Hope Law from Annalee Finch. Samantha Hex says, good morning from Virginia. Good morning, says just because. A lot of fun stuff this morning and a lot of fun stuff that we have in store to talk about. What did you all do on Wednesday? What did you all do or plan to do today? I know it's different times of day in various places around the world from folks that watch this particular show. Uh, and uh, it's very early morning here in the Eastern time zone. It's even earlier morning in the rest of the United States and North America in general. Um, so I know it's exciting to be getting up so early here in the fall and uh we'll, we'll see what we do you probably have seen on chat mrs hoglaw has already taken the kids to school um and so it's it's already been a, a fun morning all on her I, I i set up these episodes and i don't get the uh, i don't get the chance to help as much as i probably should or want to there's my oldest waving at me getting in the car and uh i think that uh I think that it's 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 interesting to be back in school life. Summer is so different from school life, uh, and as uh, I would imagine, a lot of you know. Uh, so let's see. Oh, Miss Hoglaw says they told me it was too early to leave, and I could have five minutes with y'all. So welcome, Miss Hoglaw, co-counsel, having fun with us for at least a few minutes. Good afternoon from Poland. Good afternoon, Poland. Good afternoon, painful discourse. Uh, I'm in South Georgia in the swamp, says Amanda Merck. Yeah. Well, I don't know Georgia that well. I've been through it. I've driven through it, uh, but I haven't been to Georgia that much. Um, so hopefully it's not too swampy for you. Uh, good morning from North Carolina. Oh, it moved a little fast there. Just missed it. Good morning from North Carolina. Uh, that was nice of them, Mrs. Oak, says Coral. That's the kids. The kids just didn't want to get there too early. They didn't want to stand at the door uh, too long, but it is nice of them. Uh, and we're all getting used to our new schedule here, as we always do in the first week of school. Um, but it's all it's all Mrs. Hoaglaw. It's all co-counsel. She deserves all the credit on all this stuff. Uh, today, managing the law office on the heels of our Clio migration. Kelly, good luck to you. I've been doing a migration myself to a different service uh, for a few months now. Takes a while to figure out where those buttons are. Uh, and it is always trying because you get used to the way you get used to things. Right? We're creatures of habit. Absolutely. Afternoon from Germany. Hogla with a hug emoji. Afternoon, B. Uh, good morning from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Morning from Texas. Uh, good morning from Colorado, Alabama, Houston. Uh, Okefenokee Swamp is the biggest freshwater swamp in the country. Interesting. See, I'm learning new things all the time here in Hangouts and Headlines. Good morning from South Carolina, Southeast Ohio. Good evening from Tasmania, Australia. Far afield. I hope Thursday was good for Australia. Uh, afternoon. Jessica says it's 12.30 p.m. It's about the UK, I think, give or take. That's what I know. In the UK, yes. I'm getting there, folks. I'm getting there. Good morning from North Dakota. New schedules always suck, especially when you're losing out on time with little ones. We love our girls. Uh, and this summer was fantastic. They're both awesome to be around. Um, and yeah, they, they, they're good students. They like school, but it is, uh, it is a bummer to not see them quite as much. Definitely. Uh, good morning from North Dakota. Good afternoon. New round of my Latin dance class starts today. Can't wait to tango. Tango takes two. What is that? All right, I'm going to need some help there, Justiva. After the summer break, either way, it's dancing. 
Um, that's Sarah, who has been updating us on her very long government white paper, says, I finalized that white paper on Wednesday. It's getting published today. Final count, 128 pages, 198 footnotes, and a table of authorities dense enough that it thinks it's an index laughing emoji. My goodness. Well, I hope it is well received. I hope you get full credit for the effort that that must have taken. Uh, and congratulations on getting that monkey off your back. So it's a good feeling to get done with those kinds of projects. Definitely. Um, 72 degrees at 434 in the morning in northern Nevada. I hate summer. Good morning, all. Yeah, what is that going to get to for the day if it's 72 at 4 in the morning? My goodness, Nevada. Good morning, says M. It's 4.30 a.m. in California. It's very early on the West Coast. I I wouldn't get up for me uh, at that time of day. So I'm very, very thankful that you all are. Uh, Okafinoki is just a fun name to say. It is. No doubt there. Uh, Ms. Hoglaw says it's time to leave. Have a great morning. Goodbye, honey. Have a safe trip. Seeing a few. Uh, good morning from Panama City Beach, spending my vacation morning with you before everyone wakes up. That's the right time to do it, honestly. Um, you don't want to be caught watching Hoglaw out of sorts. You got to answer questions. It's a whole thing. Uh, drive safe, Miss Hoglaw. Absolutely. Hope they have a good day at school. Y'all are so sweet. Thank you, Secret and Squirrel. Good morning from Simi Valley, where it's still too hot. And my AC broke yesterday. Hot, angry, sad emoji. At least it will be cool for Saturday's Lawyers and Dragons. Absolutely. we got a fun one. I actually have to set up that placeholder. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, always have too much on my plate <laughs> to remember to do all that stuff. So we got to set up that uh, Lawyers and Dragons for 10 a.m. on Saturday. Looking forward to that one. We're going to get into some character stuff, I think. Spoilers here on Hangouts and Headlines. Uh, congrats on being done to that, Sarah. Absolutely. Good morning from Alaska Interior Family Studios. Uh, congrats to that, Sarah. Yes, it's off my back. Coffee morning, folks. Absolutely. Good dark morning from Texas. Hopefully just in light and not some other kind of condition. Uh, let's see. It's going to be 111 today, says that, Sarah. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that's too hot for me. That is uh, that is too hot. Hogue alarm clock for the USA. Good morning from Milford. That's my neck of the woods, Marty. Good morning. Uh, it is fun to see gators crossing the road rather than deer. Now, I don't I don't have a good feel for how fast an alligator can move, but the deer dart. I expect the alligators to move more slowly. I have a lot of questions. Last time I was in Florida, we did have a major like traffic stoppage from just like alligators sitting in the road. Uh, but uh, yeah. I don't see alligators a lot in my neck of the woods. Hi from Apopka, Florida, deactivating trigger points in order to be able to stand up. Okay. All right. Good morning from Massachusetts. Waving emoji. Weather here is crazy today. It's going to be like 83 when it's usually a real feeling of like 102 in South Carolina. Okay. How do we possibly top the last two lawyers and dragons? You know, I never try to top what we've done before. We just try to put out a good show. Have a good time with friends. Hopefully be entertaining. Uh, but yeah, I think we're going to have, we're moving into kind of act two of the campaign. We're going to have some different kind of stuff that I think is going to be exciting. Uh, so uh, hopefully it'll be as good. But I'm sure whenever we get to the end of the season, everybody will have their favorites. And I suspect, uh, you know, the, the court case will probably rank pretty high in, in a lot of people's esteem. Good morning from Boca Raton, Florida. Wave. Uh, only 11 here in Finland, but that is Celsius. All right. <laughs> uh, Kelly says, started the job on June 2nd, learned the old software for two months. Migration started end of July. Just started second round of billing and new software. Whew. Yeah. It's those months transitions that really kick you in the pants, isn't it? That's uh, one of the things I learned when I, when I went off and started my own firm is like, wow, there was a lot of backend stuff happening. <laughs> now I like learning new things. Uh, but it is, this is the sixth year, sixth year of, uh, of the firm. And, uh, I decided to do a transition because, well, there's a number of reasons that aren't important for hangouts and headlines decided to do a transition. And, uh, it's been slow going, both getting used to it and kind of getting the feature set that I want, uh, in there. So good luck to you. I respect it. Uh, I know it is a trying time and I know some people are probably yelling at you. So 
Good for you. Keep on doing it. Uh, transitions are no fun. Good morning from New York, says Dragon's Lair Gaming. Great name. I used to love the old Dragon's Lair uh, in the arcade. I have a tiny little arcade machine in Dragon's Lair. Maybe I'll put that on the invisible shelf that people keep asking for back there. Uh, nearly got run over by a street sweeper on my morning run today. Don't. Oh, that's no good. Don't get run over. Absolutely. Grand Rising Sun from Tennessee. Awesome. Good morning from Westland, Michigan. Again, my neck of the woods. Been to Westland quite a bit. Went to school, elementary school in Westland. Uh, absolutely. Uh, missed the start reminder. Didn't work. Hate it. Hate it when the notifications don't work. But hello from Sweden. Finally caught alive. The YouTube no notification is horrible. Yeah, what is subscriptions doing in YouTube this summer, right? Like, are they doing anything for you? You can have all the bells. You can have uh, engaged with the comments. You can upvote it. You can downvote. You can touch everything. And I'm just speaking my own personal experience with other folks that I follow on YouTube, and you will never hear from them again. And yet, YouTube will promote random stuff that is clearly of no interest to you. Uh, and it's just not a system that is working at peak capacity right now. So every time you guys like these videos, you subscribe, you check your subscription status, I am very appreciative because it's like fighting with invisible robots from the moon and you never know what YouTube is going to do. Sometimes it feels a little quixotic, word of the day, and I'm very happy that you all are with me. Found the channel, found the show, uh, even though we're clearly not getting notifications out there uh, like we should be. Uh, for the number of people that generally pop in and are interested in, in this kind of stuff. So we're going to get through this, but YouTube isn't helping so much. So thank you so much. Shauna says, alligators can move fast. Okay, see, good. This is knowledge for me. Uh, I have no experience with alligators. Um, I know they can like snap fast, but they can get across, they can scoot across the road really fast. This is good. This is good. Thank you for the information. Um, good afternoon from the Netherlands. Gators are slow except when they want to be fast. <laughs> so they have the capacity to move real fast. They also have the capacity to sit in the road and just make you wait there for 10 minutes if that's if that's what their inclination is. Got it. Got it. Good morning from Scotland, says Alan. Good morning, Scotland. That's awesome. Um, we got other alligator commentary here. They don't move even if you honk and it's really hard to turn around on a sandy road. This was, this was the issue that we had is they just decided they were going to sit in the lane and then we had to wait for it. And I don't know exactly what the other options were. I wasn't driving the car, uh, but that was my last experience in Florida, which is a few years back, unfortunately. Uh, hello from Milan, Michigan. Hello. I think it's actually Milan here because we're American. It's Milan, Michigan. Hello, Milan. Uh, Rob seems to love playing a bad guy on Lawyers and Dragons, presumably, and not on his channel or otherwise. Uh, yeah, I think he, uh, he used it as cathartic role-playing. There's many ways that you can role-play. Um, I tend to try to be friendly and have fun with that. Uh, but yeah, Rob clearly likes to, uh, consider himself a, a lone warrior assassin. Uh, gators can climb three foot chain link fences. They can. The more you describe alligators, folks with experience about them, the more they sound like, uh, terrors from a horror movie or an alien <laughs> of some kind. So I don't know. I guess I'll stick with my deer. Although, you know, if you're looking out the window here in Michigan, this has happened to me, and you see a deer, and it sees you, and it looks right at you at the window, and it starts stamping its foot. It's not going to actually do anything to you. It's pretty intimidating. Deer is trying to frighten you inside your own home. You say, no, deer, this is my home. But I have gotten into that conversation before with deer here in Michigan. I really, really have. Good morning, good morning from Gross Eel. Good morning from Austria. Uh, good morning from Arizona. I saw a video of an alligator climbing a chain link fence and it looked crazy. Things to look up after hangouts and headlines, folks. That sounds like an interesting video. Hi from New Zealand. Huh? Hello from uh, Wollongong. Close? Australia. Kangaroo emoji. Love it. Love kangaroos, at least from afar. Uh, good morning from Wichita. Getting ready to launch a multi-million dollar campaign tomorrow. Cool. Well, good luck to you. That sounds interesting. <laughs> I know there's always a lot of stress whenever you're starting a project that has a lot of resources put into it or a lot on the line. So good luck to you. Mama me a four. Uh, we're rooting for you. Uh, found one inside my aunt's fish pond inside her fence. Fun times, presumably an alligator. 
You never know what we're going to talk about in the Hangout section of Hangouts and Headlines, folks. I really wasn't expecting to talk about alligators and uh, their efficiency levels, speed, and climbing abilities. Uh, but I am really interested. Uh, cool Spring says, yes, first time I didn't get notified. Yeah, you can kind of tell usually. If you look at the the average number of viewers, there are episodes of these kinds of things that clearly don't get uh, notified on. And I have to actually look at the channel just, you know, behind the scenes here inside baseball uh, because what seems to happen is if I have a successful live stream, then the next video on demand, the virtual legalities as they stood before we started hangouts and headlines that tends to get a lower number and people say they weren't notified about it. And if I have a successful virtual legality, which I did yesterday talking about Sony and Microsoft, then it tends to like change what it's doing with respect to notification uh, and acknowledgement of the Hangouts and headlines. So it might be, and I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but it might be that we have to split this channel between live streams and video on demand, just based on the robots and YouTube. I don't want to do that. I think it's inefficient, um, but it might be that just because of the way it operates, we're going to have to do that. So that'll be something more to look at once we do all the other things behind the scenes that we're working on right now, including the store and the podcast and things that are taking longer then we hoped that they would, but they're very, very close to being done. Um, and that might be one thing that we wind up doing. So, you know, let me know in the comments or otherwise, maybe I'll put up a poll or, or a community post that talks about that possibility, how you would feel about that. Um, because, you know, I don't really want to split up uh, the community, but it might be better for making YouTube happy, which, you know, doesn't do much for me, uh, but it, Seems silly to do all this when YouTube is just going to play around and, and mess up and, and have games with all this stuff. So that's the real talk uh, for this morning. Hangouts, always something going on behind the scenes and in the background as we think about all this stuff. Um, Hoaglaw, might Mrs. Hoaglaw ever do a cameo on Lawyers and Dragons? Possibly. So right now, Lawyers and Dragons is pretty specifically in its mission statement lawyers and my lawyer friends, with the exception of David, who is our awesome, awesome, awesome game master. Um, it is possible. I've gotten a lot of requests to be on the show, which is awesome. Hey, we're building something that people enjoy and that they think is fun and they want to be a part of, which is great. Um, I've gotten a lot of requests, both from lawyers and from non-lawyers. Um, and I want to look at what we're going to do. Certainly this year, this campaign, this season, however long it lasts, um, is just going to be lawyers. Uh, and then we will re-examine, and if we do more Lawyers and Dragons, which I think we will, it's it's very popular on the channel, which is awesome. Um, and so uh, in another season, we might start integrating people that are either close to the channel or uh, otherwise uh, as part of either guest spots or the party. I, right now, the party is staying the same. I don't know what they're going to want to do. The rest of the folks with longer term commitments, I know Ian is setting up a one-off that he's going to GM, I believe, on his channel. So we'll see on all of that. Uh, but Mrs. Hogue Law is in the non-lawyer bucket. Um, so she has to wait. And I think that's totally okay with her, by the way. She has to wait as a little strong language for that. Uh, but it's possible. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, it's certainly been something that we've talked about a little bit. Uh, Pusher T, good morning, Hogue. Have you seen Better Call Saul? Yes. Or discuss it in a video? I I've referenced it, certainly, uh, in various places uh, at times. I think I've told a little story that said, essentially, when I went out on my own, I hung my shingle, I started the firm. I um, It was about the same time that Better Call Saul started, give or take, or it might be season two of that show. And it was well-crafted enough that it was a little close to home. <laughs> for uh, dealing with large law firms and, and, and associates and, and those kinds of interactions uh, and then going off on your own and figuring out how to make this work and get clients and things. Um, so I do know that for a time I stopped watching it because I was like, you know what, that's I do this all day and I have enough stresses uh, and it's a very stressful kind of show. Uh, that uh, it took me a few years to come back to it. But I love it. It's a great show, obviously. Vince Gilligan is one of the best in the business. Breaking Bad is uh, a seminal work, and Better Call Saul is almost as good, I would say. Uh, I know Reasonable Minds will maybe tell you that it's better, uh, but I uh, I like it quite a bit. Um, so, yes. Uh, don't forget to click on all after the notification bell. So this is YouTube. 
YouTube has a bunch of silly mechanisms, one of which is if you get hit, you want notifications, it won't give you notifications unless you've told it in a different menu that you want those notifications. I, don't get me started. That may or may not work for you at this point because YouTube just seems to be throwing off weird responses uh, this summer. So hopefully it works. Absolutely remember to hit all the various buttons you can. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, that's between me and YouTube at this point. So we might have to do a different, we might have to do a different model for how this content gets out. They're still going to do it. Uh, but we might have to look at how it is delivered. Uh, the trick to have is to have so many channels that all the notifications that it hits some invisible quota and only shows you those. This is my theory for mine work. My, why mine work? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that could work. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. It seems so random, um, but I wish it uh, I wish it worked a little better. I don't count on YouTube notifications anymore. I have alarms on my phone for my favorite shows. Yeah, it's a bummer. We might have to go outside the system. We'll do separate notifications, uh, text message or something. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, folks. Don't worry about it. Um, Lady Autumn Sky, FYI, I try to practice positive speaking so I don't use the word morning. Our ears do not hear the difference between morning and morning. I say grand rising. Nice. Well, I will say good grand rising to you then. I don't know what the proper nomenclature is for that, but I appreciate it. Okay, positive speaking. I like it, Lady Autumn Sky. Uh, good morning from Florida to you and Mrs. Hogue. Come back and visit our great state. Yeah, absolutely will eventually. Uh, we've been in Florida a few years ago. A deer is scary. Will they stampede? They're not scary so much as like wildly intimidating they're the they, they they'll get up on you and if they think that you're going to charge them right they're going to run away if you did but they'll stamp at you they will look at you through your window while you drink your hangouts and headlines coffee and they will try to intimidate you and it's it's sometimes intimidating it's often adorable um you know there are a lot of deer that run around my neighborhood um so you get used to seeing them a little bit uh now that school has been getting up to drive my granddaughter to school again i'm catching you live from new jersey Awesome, Kathy. That is awesome. I'm glad I can help with that drive. Good morning from Albuquerque. Glad we don't have gators running around in Germany. Absolutely. Hi from Sydney, Australia. Morning from France. Worst thing is that they'll stare at you through a window here in the big city life in the Netherlands is a cat. Cats. Yeah. Cats are uh, cats are crafty. Really enjoyed Lairs and Dragons with my daughter. She loved that you retweeted her fan art. Awesome. Yes. So much cool fan art. Thank you for making it tell your daughter hi and and tell her that was awesome stuff uh good afternoon from france uh i find secret mcsquirrels tweet alerts to be most successful she's better than me right like you go and you look at it you say oh yeah i should just retweet that because i'll be up i'll be awake uh getting ready for the show and there'll be like three versions of the one for my show that are already set up so thank you secret mcsquirrel that is awesome that is a good point uh, just an applause for saying uh, GI correctly. Uh, some applauding uh, emojis uh, will do. Thank you so much, Kelly. Hi, Rick. Hi, everyone. Morning from Louisiana. Oh, damn. Big projects are terrifying. They are. There's a lot on your, a lot on your plate. Uh, all right. I think we're just about ready. We're going to scroll forward a little bit. We got tons of good stuff here. Cheers to David. Brains. I'm a dragon. <laughs> uh, lots of fun stuff. Um, Britt asks, are you going to call it lawyers and dragons and peoples? Well, maybe everybody that's not a lawyer has to be dragonborn. You know, at least then they're dragons. They're lawyers and dragons. Um, <laughs> it could be the, it could be the house rule. Sure. You get to pick your class. You have to be dragonborn. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. We got to fit you in. One of the jokes I had about two hogs are better than one is that sure. I do it with my brother but it could be a number of other family members that they are eligible to be on the show uh, as kind of a joke uh, because they have the right name. Uh, I vote for a squirrel cameo. I think, I think I, we're going to, we're going to give it a try. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Shireen says, I've been advocating for hero squirrel since beginning. You got some good fans. Secret McSquirrel. Uh, do you mean like I do on Twitter? I do. You do great alerts. YouTube didn't notify me of a number of channels, but gave me recommendations for one of my own videos. Cheers, YouTube. You're doing great. That's the one that makes me laugh the most. I get recommended my videos all the time. It's like, yes, I understand that the algorithm thinks he likes the sound of his own voice. Uh, sometimes. That actually took a while to get used to when we started making videos here. But 
Um, I get that I'm in relative congruence with that dude that's on the video. Not always. Sometimes I've changed my mind by the time you offer me the video. Uh, but yeah, I've seen that one, YouTube. I uploaded it. You know I uploaded it. The accounts are linked. <laughs> Why? What are you doing? Uh, love Lawyers and Dragons. Found that I need more of it. We got more coming. Still in the middle of the campaign. I don't even know that we've left the first city. Um, EDB does Patreon notifications for any follower. Paid membership isn't necessary for the notifications. They work well. Okay, I have, I'll look at that. I don't know of that functionality, honestly. So we will uh, we'll take a look. We will take a look. Uh, good morning from Minnesota, Rhode Island. Doing the dear scaredy cats, lol. Morning from Chattanooga. Secret McSquirrel keeps us up to date with all of LawTube. Thank you, Secret. Absolutely. She's amazing. Does fantastic work. I have no idea when she sleeps. Um, thank you so much for the help. Lawyers and dragons and dragonborns. I think we can count dragonborns as dragons, can't we? For the name? No? I hate it when it goes, is this a good recommendation? Like, fam, that's from my watch later. You don't get credit. I put it on my wish list, and then you say, hey, would you think you'd like this product? You don't get credit algorithm. Stop that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Uh, hi from Michigan. Uh, Discord can do notifications, but half of them get delivered 30 minutes late. It might be a problem for like an hour-long show, wouldn't you think? I do try to stay even on this, um, and that's originally why we were doing it every day of the week. I can't. I can't pull that off from my schedule. So that's why we do it four days right now. But always at the same time so that you know, hey, actually, this is that time of day that I think Hogue's probably on. You can go click on the button, even if nobody told you uh, that. But we can do better. Um, so I'm going to be looking at a bunch of stuff. I want to make sure that at least folks know. They don't have to come by. You don't have to come and hang out with uh, with us here at Hangouts and Headlines. Uh, but it feels like a lot of people are mentioning, oh, I'm unsubscribed. Oh, I didn't get notifications on that. And we'd like to see if we can shore that up if possible. All right, let's talk about this cool article. Uh, I promised a cool article. Uh, we'll get that last uh, chat off. And like I said at the top of this video, this is not an article that I'm going to dissect too much. Um, there are some things I might mention as we go through. Uh, but this is an article that I think is useful and informative. Um, and I like to call out good journalisming, right? That's, that's the word. That is definitely the English word. Uh, so let's talk about this. This is from a, a website platform outlet called LAist, uh, which seems to be focusing on Southern California, Los Angeles in particular, uh, and news that comes out from that particular neck of the woods. Uh, this is by a journalist named Adolfo Guzman Lopez, and it is titled, High School Journalists in L.A. Learn About Censorship. Great. That's, hey, we want journalists to be learning about that from their own principle. Now, chances are you already know that you wouldn't be writing an article about this if this were just a class taught by the principle about the nature of censorship, the freedom of the press, and the U.S. Constitution. Instead, it is a story that is similar to ones that we have seen before. Now, in the... Uh, particular genre of things that we aren't allowed to talk about much on YouTube, which isn't going to stop me here today, but it is about vaccines and mandates and school administrators and HIPAA. My God, we'll be talking about HIPAA as part of this discussion. Um, this is a picture of the teacher, the advisor to the newspaper. Her name is uh, Adriana Shavira. And it says here is a former reporter and the longtime journalism advisor at Daniel Pearl Magnet High School in Los Angeles. In the fall of last year, and this is a very direct and to the point article. I think this is interesting. We've talked a lot about various articles in major mainstream masthead outlets and the rhetoric that they use um, and how they put in editorialization along with news points. This one has a bit of a tilt. We'll see it in the middle of the article. We'll be able to identify it but it doesn't really editorialize. It is written in a very direct, just the facts, ma'am, kind of style. Um, and it's interesting because when I first read this article, I said, oh, that's that's different because I'm so used to reading the kind of quasi op-ed news items. Uh, and that's, uh, that's an interesting thing just from my own personal self-reflection is this is still basically straight and to the point. And we'll see that here. Uh, and I think I like this better. In the fall of last year, 
Amid the statewide uncertainty of deadlines for mandatory vaccinations for public school teachers. So we're in Southern California. It's 2021. An anti-vaccination group protested near Daniel Pearl Magnet High School in L.A.'s San Fernando Valley. The larger school issues made the demonstration newsworthy, so journalism students at the campus covered it. Now, this technically is a conclusion, right? Like, if we were to look at this in a legal brief, this is uh, that's uh, that's a legal conclusion. Uh, that is that is up to us to determine these kinds of things. But this journalist is asserting it and is at least asserting it directly so that you can judge it for yourself. The result, the resulting article had all the who, what, where, whens and some additional information for context. Fantastic. And you linked it. So you're already my friend here and we can look at it right now. So this is an article from a newspaper called The Pearl Post, which is that high school student paper of this uh, Daniel Pearl Magnet High School. Uh, it's written by N Natalie Miranda, and it says the following. This is a high school student. When the school district staff vaccine mandate took effect in Los Angeles, many teachers, parents, and students protested at the busy intersection of Balboa and Victory Boulevards. Protesters then marched to Los Angeles Unified School District, that's LAUSD, you'll see reference here, local district Northwest headquarters to show the extent of their disapproval of the mandate. They held signs that use phrases and slogans like my body, my choice, and our kids are not lab rats. So just again, reporting on the existence of the protest, LAUSD put in place a COVID-19 vaccine mandate on all students and staff. While students have until January 1st, 2022 to get their first dose, remember this is November of 2021, staff had to be fully vaccinated by October 18th. So staff had a different timer, which meant that if there were issues with any specific staff member, they would be apparent as of the middle of October of last year in this particular school district. Out of all the teachers in the district, 99% of them met the deadline and 97% of all employees are fully vaccinated. So distinguishing between teachers and the rest of staff. In LAUSD, about 240 teachers opted out of getting the vaccine, which led to them not showing up to school on October 18th. Among them was teacher librarian Greta Esner from Daniel Pearl Magnet High School. Both Enzer and Principal Armin Petrosian turned down requests for interviews to discuss her not returning to campus due to personnel confidentiality. Without a teacher librarian, the school's library remains closed and it's not clear when the position will be filled, but Petrosian shared that he hopes it gets filled soon. So in terms of newsworthiness, right, not that we should necessarily be relying on uh, regulatory matters to determine that, right? It's going to be in the eye of the beholder to some extent, but just in terms of our understanding, in terms of newsworthiness, is a high school that's library shut down because their librarian stopped showing up on October 18th. Now, I don't know whether there's background. This is a high school journalist, so we're going to take an easy, <laughs> laid-back approach on this. I don't know whether it's actually established that on October 18th, they knew that she had opted out of getting the vaccine. Um, and so that might be a potential issue. But one of the things that's going to pop up in this story is not that. It's not a denial of the facts here. It's actually a privacy disclosure complaint uh, that this individual is going to bring. So it, it might be skipping a step in terms of establishing this. After all, you could potentially stop showing up at work in solidarity. You could be vaccinated and protesting uh, because you don't think a mandate is necessary. There is a distinction between willing to get a vaccine and willing to have various regulatory authorities mandate that vaccination. I know, I know YouTube, you don't like distinctions. It's fine. Uh, but there are actually differences in those particular philosophies. It could be something like that. We don't actually have that. Uh, established here, but it's a kind of just the facts type of article. Here's a protest. Here's what they're protesting in case you were living under a rock. And we know that this affected our school as well because our librarian disappeared and we don't have a library anymore. That seems like something that is worth noting for students. They might be wondering, hey, the library is permanently closed. Why is that? And they get this little news article in their newspaper. And I tend to agree. It's pretty darn newsworthy, right? Okay. The reporter said 240 LA Unified teachers had refused to be vaccinated and hadn't shown up to work the previous month. Their school is small, only several hundred students. One teacher at the school had opted out of vaccination and didn't show up to work. The librarian and the article named her. We just saw that. If one person is out, all the kids know who is absent, said Adriana Shavira, a teacher at the school who advises the student newspaper. So this is also establishing, look, there's no hiding this. The library closed. 
It only has several hundred students in it. This is going to be noted by everybody. It was newsworthy that the librarian was gone, she said. The library closed and the school remains without a librarian. Now, this is interesting in and of itself. Remains here is in an article written this week, right? September 2nd, 2022. Did this school really not fill the librarian position for the entirety of this time? Uh, that is interesting. Uh, what happened next surprised Shavira, who worked 10 years as a reporter and had spent nearly twice as long as a teacher and journalism advisor. So at least as described here, some 30 years of experience. Now, what happened? The librarian emails Shavira, who remember is the newspaper advisor, that her privacy had been violated and asked that her name be removed from the online article. Shavira said, hey, state free speech and press laws protect the newspaper. And she forwarded the email to the students to let them know. So uh, Ms. Shavira here escalates things. I like that. It's interesting. She gets an email from this person in this article who you'll note isn't named in the article we're reading, probably to avoid potential issues, uh, and says, hey, you can't mention my name here. You're violating my privacy. Now, understand, this is a public-facing role, at least within the confines of the school, that version of the public. The library is closed. It's closed on the same day that the vaccine mandate goes into effect. It isn't, there's no judgment imposed in this article, and there isn't even really uh, medical information disclosed. This is kind of a thesis, um, and it is suggesting that this person refused to get a vaccine, uh, which this person might not like. Uh, being out there, uh, which is fine, is fair, but going and trying to shut down the article, you can see it didn't work. You see the post still has it up here, uh, is a bridge too far in most cases. And this advisor taking the the step to say, hey, I just got this to her, to her students uh, is fun. Hopefully she copied or blind copied the actual complaining individual uh, just to make sure that they knew what was going on. But it gets worse, right? Remember, the headline is that the principal is teaching about censorship. In February, so article goes out October 18th, that the, the librarian stopped showing up. November, the article goes out in February. So three months later, the school principal, Armin Petrosian, who remember was asked for comment in the November article, emails a threat of disciplinary action to Shavira if she doesn't remove the librarian's name by the next day. So... Now we're in those congressional hearings uh, where you tell reporters to do what they're told or you're going to put them in jail on the high school type of side of things. This is a big deal. This is a school administrator. Remember, these schools, these educational institutions are charged with teaching our young people about, among other things, civics and the way the government works and the way the freedom of press works. Uh, and the fact that, as we will see in California, it's even more protected than in other places, potentially. It's directly in the statute that you can't do this kind of thing. Um, and so this is a very interesting story already. I was shocked by the situation because I'd only read about things like this happening, said Valeria Luquin, who was the newspaper's editor-in-chief. So presumably that's the high school student that's the head of the newspaper. She said she didn't want to upset these big, important people like the principal. And who can blame her, right? I mean, school administrators have a lot of authority over your life. That's why the Supreme Court and the legal system in general has been very concerned about what we might think of as trivialities in the high school experiences, because these kids who are young adults at this point are put under the thumb of people that otherwise control their daily existence, can expel them, can ruin their futures. But I do have a little tip here. When you describe him as big and important, that's just in his mind, right? When he goes out there and says, you remove her name or there'll be disciplinary action, uh, that's, a, that's a little man trying to act big. I can promise you that. That doesn't do you any good when you're at the high school, and I don't blame you for any of this, the quotes or anything else. Uh, but it's sad to see right, that you have school administrators doing this kind of thing to people that are out there trying to learn about freedom of the press. We have a lot of references to democracy and the values and virtues of government systems out there on Twitter and the rest. And then you get stuff like this. Uh, and that's a shame. That, that's a big time shame. I had to get over that fear, says Valera, because we're just as credible as professional journalists, she said. Cheers to you. I love it. I love it. As an independent content creator myself, you got to stand up to the bullies sometimes. 
And I love to hear that kind of stuff. Shavira and the students stood their ground and sought help from a national group that defends student journalists from censorship. The attempt to censor the student newspaper and punish Shavira is an all too common situation for student journalism over the years. The situation is made more dire given the challenges reporters face nationwide to cover the news. So you get a little bit of editorialization here, right? We can look at who they hired, which is the Student Press Law Center, the SPLC, that says they work at the intersection of law, journalism, and education to promote, support, and defend the First Amendment and press freedom rights of student journalists and their advisors at the high school and college levels. It sounds like you found the right nonprofit to really help you out here. Uh, and yes, you get a little bit of that tilt that I said, this author is a writer, is a journalist, and says, yeah, journalism needs to be more protected, right? Journalists are always out there getting in trouble with various authorities, uh, and this is very sad. Um, so you get that editorialization, but it's clearly identified. It's simple. It's not hidden in rhetoric. In an email, a Los Angeles Unified School District spokesperson said, administrators had no comment. Why, why would we comment on a fairly clear breach of First Amendment concepts? Uh, fewer students understand how democracy relies on a free press. The attempt to retaliate against Shavira is one of about a dozen cases of student press censorship that the Student Press Law Center is monitoring and advising now. This is a story that deeply impacted students, the impact of the vaccine mandate, the impact that it had on the school, said the center's senior legal counsel, Mike Heistan. It isn't on the periphery of their experience. If there is a purpose to a school paper explaining why the library is closed apparently for a year is a good use. It is newsworthy within the confines of that audience. And I, I agree here with uh, Mr. Highstand. Any journalist worth their salt is going to say, what's going on here? Our community is impacted by this. You're going to dig, dig into it and figure it out and report that information out. And that's what they did. Now, there are regulations that prohibit medical personnel and public agencies from disclosing some private information. And here's where things get a little bit twittery. And here's that, that Sarah with a little bit of extra context in super chat form. Thank you so much, that Sarah. Uh, Daniel Pearl School is a journalism and communications magnet school. That makes it even more interesting, doesn't it? So if these folks are specifically focused on these questions, it's even more outrageous uh, for a principal to get involved on those terms. Thank you so much for the super chat, that Sarah. I appreciate it. Um, in a March 4th, 2022 letter. So timeline of events. October, librarian leaves. November, first article goes out. February, principal threatens the advisor to the newspaper. In March, a letter goes out provided by Shavira. So it's to Shavira. An LA Unified Administrator said the librarian alleged the publishing of her name and that she hadn't received the COVID-19 vaccine violated her HIPAA protections. I'm just happy that this actually says H-I-P-A-A. The tendency online is to say H-I-P-P-A because we all love hippos uh, and HIPAA just sounds better with two Ps, uh, but it might have in the original complaint. This is actually filtered through both an administrator and the reporter here. It's not applicable. We don't give legal advice here on this channel. So, you know, consult your local advisors, individual uh, here, but let's talk about HIPAA. Ah, the National Institutes of Health talks about HIPAA, the Department of Health and Human Services, says, to whom does the privacy rule apply and whom will it affect? The privacy rule applies only to covered entities. Covered entities are defined in the HIPAA rules as health plans, healthcare clearinghouses, and healthcare providers who electronically transmit health information in connection with transactions for which HHS has adopted standards. That's right, folks. HIPAA basically protects your information from being disclosed by hospitals and healthcare organizations. The folks that get that collect it from the tests and the poking and the prodding. They have rules that cover when they can disclose your personally identifiable health information, and it doesn't extend much past that, right? This is all from the HIPAA Act. The HIPAA Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996 is a federal law that required the creation of national standards to protect sensitive patient health information from being disclosed without the patient's consent or knowledge. Privacy rule standards address the use and disclosure of individuals' health information by entities subject to the privacy rules. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's take a look at another sum, uh, summary here from HHS. The privacy rule gives you the rights over your health information and sets rules and limits on who can look at and receive your health information. That's good. We want to have some control over these things. Who follows these laws? Health plans, healthcare providers, healthcare clearinghouses, and the business associates therewith. One of the things that I do here at the Hogue Law Law Firm is that we do BAAs or business associate agreements, which are big, boring documents in which a 
provider of services in my neck of the woods, generally software services to something like a hospital, has to agree that if they touch personally identifiable health information, they will keep it just as confidential as the hospital. And there's a lot more language that goes into those documents, but that's give or take what they say. Covered entities must have contracts in place with their business associates, ensuring that they use and disclose your health information properly and safeguard it appropriately. Who is not required to follow these laws? Well, the rest of everybody, life insurers, employers, uh-oh, employers, workers' compensation carriers, most schools and school districts, many state agencies like Child Protective Services, most law enforcement agencies, many municipal offices, basically everybody else on earth. Employers, you might have heard me say. Well, the privacy rule does not protect your employment records, even if the information in those records is health-related. Generally, the privacy rule applies to disclosures made by your healthcare provider when the employer asks for a doctor's note or something like that, not the questions your employer may ask. The employer can go collect that information, and if you approve the disclosure at the healthcare provider level, then everything's fine. If you don't, we might have a HIPAA problem. Guess who's not a covered entity, folks? You don't need to guess. I'll tell you. It's these guys. <laughs> it's the high school students and their high school newspaper, all right? You've got a HIPAA complaint. This is the kind of thing you find on a Twitter thread where you say, you can't say that about whether or not I have uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever medical condition I have. If they're not a covered entity, if it got out there, you might have a problem with your hospital or your healthcare organization. You don't have a problem with somebody that isn't otherwise covered or bound by contract. <sighs> okay. HIPAA complaint is really actually where I decided to cover this article. I said, oh my God, they brought up a HIPAA complaint. Highstand said the student newspaper is an independent entity. It's not a public agency like the school and is not bound by those rules. In fact, it doesn't look like the school is bound by them either, but you get a second dose of separation by saying not only is the school probably not a HIPAA-covered entity for this purpose. It depends on things like how they administer their, their health care and things like that. But the student newspaper is not the school. Yes, it has an advisor. Yes, it probably gets a certain amount of resources, but it's not the school for purposes of American jurisprudence, the U.S. courts, and also Californian jurisprudence, as we will see. The courts have been clear that students working in student media are not school employees or agents of the school in any way. They're students telling stories, providing news. California, he said, has even more stringent laws that protect student journalists and the teachers who advise them from having to submit articles for approval from administrators and other forms of censorship as well as retaliation against advisors. Indeed, they do. Let's take a look. Pupils of the public schools, including charter schools, shall have the right to exercise freedom of speech and of the press, including but not limited to the use of bulletin boards, the distribution of printed materials or petitions, the wearing of buttons, badges, and other insignia, and the right of expression in official publications, whether or not the publications or other means of expression are supported financially by the school or by the use of school facilities. So California goes and codifies what the freedom of press means with respect to school newspapers. And this is directly on point here. So this guy uh, at the uh, the student, uh, the, the group here that I've already forgotten the name of, I'm sorry, SPLC, the Student Press Law Center is, is right on task here with what's happening. Regardless of how clear press laws are, High Stand is worried about the current state of student journalism in the United States. Fewer students enroll in high school journalism and fewer young people in general know the role of a free press to keep the gears of a functioning democracy moving along. Here's your editorialization. Like, it's worthwhile. Yes, the free press is necessary for democracy, but it's not part of the news article necessarily. Uh, and then uh, you say uh, a learning opportunity. The school is named after Daniel Pearl, the Wall Street Journal foreign bureau chief who was murdered by Pakistani terrorists in 2002. Pearl actually grew up in the San Fernando Valley. It's a magnet school, so the application process is competitive. And the school's welcome note calls attention to a safe, supportive learning environment in which every student benefits from rigorous academics and a focus on journalism and communications, which I didn't see in my first reading of this article. So thank you, that Sarah, for highlighting it. And yeah, the school is focused on these things. And this is the story that comes out. It is very no newsworthy at this level, and it's very newsworthy at the student level. As for Shavira, she said she's been told that her three-day unpaid suspension will be made official in the coming week or so. So also understand the gears of administrative justice at this particular school. Uh, she gets a threatening letter early this year. It's followed up by an administrator's letter again early this year in March. And now there's a suspension coming uh, as it stands in September. Now the school is probably just back in session, which probably explains some of that, but she's appealing it. And she's resolute as the article says, 
The classes teach students more than just how to write. Students learn critical thinking skills. Her track record with students is reflected in the awards and student newspaper has accumulated over the years. It's very interesting. Uh, a number of the students learned a bunch of stuff. That's how this article finishes off. I thought this was fascinating because it is so beyond the pale for a school administrator, especially one at a school focused on communications and journalism to not backstop their students and the advisor and the newspaper on this stuff. And it is unfortunate that you see it so much. Um, and you see it in school administration all over the place, right? I got some tweets. I got some messages. I can't even remember a few months ago, I think during the last school year about students being forced to, to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance and things. And we have a Supreme Court case on that being illegal uh, and that kind of thing. And administrators don't care for the most part. So it's it's one of those things I do want to highlight here. Um, you know, I think that the, the schooling experience, education, high school is so, so important to having people grow up to be good citizens, to having reasonable minds can differ, uh, be the watchword eventually, hopefully, uh, with that process going on. So I wanted to bring that to your attention. I thought this was well-reported. Uh, we don't talk about well-reported stuff too often. And I think it's an issue of importance. Um, so thank you all for, for sitting along with me. I hope it was interesting. Uh, I've got a super chat to look at. Then we'll look at some of the other comments from this article. Uh, let me know what you think about all of this and about stories like this, whether you have any experiences in your high school career with school administrators. Maybe we're walking across the line legally or otherwise. Leanne G, for people who are having a hard time, Camille and Ben can't disclose information about Johnny Depp. Lawyer and others not involved can comment because they don't have actual knowledge. It's similar to that. Sure. Okay. In terms of HIPAA. Right. So whenever there's a privilege, uh, which HIPAA kind of is, it's a statutory one. Uh, somebody holds that privilege. In that case, it's the patient and someone is obligated by that privilege. If it were to leak out, say your personal information on a health basis gets leaked out to the press. And we see this from time to time, right? We see this, especially with things like athletes having their medical reports leaked out. Well, that doesn't mean journalists can't report on it. They're not obligated to say, oh, I closed my ears and I closed my eyes and I have to pretend that I never saw this thing. Nope. Once it's leaked out, your claim is against the party that breached privilege and, and proving that. And that's a whole other ball of wax. Uh, but if this came from the hospital administrator records, you say, OK, the hospital leaked. And then you potentially have a claim against them, not from the fact that it got out there. Um, and it, in terms of attorney client privilege, you know, the interesting thing about that is that it's held by the client, not the attorney. Sometimes people get confused about that. But clients can waive attorney client privilege uh, and attorneys can blow it up by being public about things they shouldn't be. That's a recipe for a malpractice suit, but it's always held by someone. There's always an obligation and a privilege. Uh, and here in HIPAA land, you're talking about the people that provide healthcare services that get that information because there's no other way to get you healed. And so we want to make sure that they have the most stringent controls on them because you have to go through those processes in order to fix your knee or otherwise get medical treatment. And so we're very, very careful about that because it's effectively a mandated part of the process. Other stuff, you're out in the Whole Foods and you say, hey, I have this medical disease. You can't later complain about that person sharing it with that person and it's spreading around your town because they're all violating HIPAA, which is a, the equivalent of what this sounds like, right? That's what you see on Twitter. That's what you see. You can't, you can't disclose that medical fact about uh, the president or about a senator or about a CEO of a company because you're violating HIPAA. I don't want to speak in mass generalities here, but chances are you're not, uh, unless you're a hospital. I mean, if you are a hospital, don't tweet about the medical information you get as a hospital. It's not legal advice, just practical advice. In any event, thank you, Leanne G. I appreciate the super chat and the support of the channel. And you're absolutely right. A lot of stuff happening with obligations uh, and uh, uh, privilege and whatnot. Curtin on civil law says magnet school is usually a school for high achievers. Yeah, it can be. I think it said it had a rigorous entrance kind of concept there. So yeah, I mean, like that, I thought it was a good high school article. Frankly, I couldn't, I couldn't tell the difference between it and a bunch of other articles that I regularly read. Um, uh, Kurt, there's no link today because we're going fast. Essentially, I've got a nine o'clock I have to get to. So we're going to try to finish this up a little earlier than usual. I apologize for that. Um, uh, people who have involvement in your actual health cannot write healthcare providers as well as business associates to those. I work for life insurance companies all my career, and we do follow HIPAA, though. Chances are you follow HIPAA and respective business associate agreements uh, between the healthcare providers since you are not that. 
but it's possible that you also have a legal team that is just being overly conservative. You can always, you can comply with whatever you want to comply with, whether or not it applies to you. Um, and so, yeah, life insurance is on the borderline, depending on where it's getting its information and what you've agreed to in respect to that. Uh, and Jay, as a former healthcare worker, these kids did not violate HIPAA. I am tired of everyone yelling HIPAA about COVID. They, they yell HIPAA about everything, to be fair. Uh, for whatever reason, HIPAA is just, yeah. Uh, HIPAA does not cover employers. That's horrible. Uh, it's it's really only healthcare providers. Um, there are other laws that can come, can come into play. There are student privacy laws, for instance. They don't generally apply to staff, those kinds of things. Um, you have to have a medical record to disclose it. If you tell me that you have the flu and I mentioned it to another coworker, I'm not violating HIPAA. Exactly. Leanne G is doing the work here in the chat. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, replay crew from Colorado. I'm intrigued by the chat so far, but I must watch from the start. Have a great day, everyone. Yeah, I think I think this is a good conversation. Um, but yeah, the, the deal with HIPAA is that you're mostly talking about hospitals and healthcare providers in various ways, including insurance, folks that get your information that you wouldn't otherwise share and don't have a choice uh, about. Um, okay. All right. Uh, to be fair, they're usually citing HIPAA, not HIPAA. They sure are. For for a fun for a fun experiment after Hangouts and Headlines is over, just search for the wrong spelling of HIPAA with the two P's on whatever your favorite social media platform of choice is, and be amazed. This is sovereign citizen type stuff. This is fringe of the flag kind of arguments with with HIPAA going out there. And I don't blame anybody who is at all even touching healthcare related fields being sick of it. <laughs> uh, so yes, absolutely. Uh, so many H's today, high school, HIPAA and hypocrites on Hangouts and Headlines. I almost, as a joke, I thought people would get confused. I almost put in that parenthetical where I established H and H and H and H and H. Uh, but I, I, I pulled back. Not all the puns are good puns, Hogue. Uh, and so we, we didn't uh, we didn't want to do that. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, it's been going on for eons. We always had to run our articles by our proctor. Yes, even in that California law, you saw that there's a place for an advisor and that the advisor is going to, uh, let's see if I can pull it up, maintain like journalistic standards, uh, something along those lines. Uh, pupil editors uh, shall be responsible for running the paper. However, it shall be the responsibility of a journalism advisor or advisors, these are the school employees, of pupil publications within each school to supervise the production of the pupil staff to maintain professional standards of English and journalism. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are those the same? Do journalists have English standards? We'll have to ask the question on Hangouts and Headlines. Sorry, just joking. And to maintain the provisions of this section. So you do have that conceptually uh, that there's going to be an advisor at the school as an employee that's going to make sure that they are you know, learning. It's essentially kind of the same thing as intern roles. You can have an intern as long as they're actually learning a craft and you're not just using them to run coffee, et cetera. Uh, Britt says, Hogue, I could not tell the difference between this high school paper and other articles. I, exactly. Yeah. Me, I could. This one was actually doing some reporting. and was not an opinion piece. <laughs> well, the main article is a professional journalist, but the, the actual, the Pearl Post article that we brought up uh, is definitely, it, it's not. It's actually very specifically not. And that might be because of the vaccine mandate, especially in November of 2021, hot button you don't want to get involved in. But to their credit, they're like, here, there were protests. This is what they were about. We've got a teacher that's gone. That's why our library is closed. Boom, 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 boom. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of what I remember from journalism before we started doing hangouts and headlines and really focusing on this, or really even before I started helping my, my YouTube lawyer friends cover trials and seeing what was coming out of those press headlines, which is really how this particular show got started was, oh my God, what are you doing? Uh, and so, yes, I, I, I could not do the difference with being generous of uh, of the other articles that we read in this space. I thought they did a great job. I thought the LAist that's covering this did a nice job. Like I said, there's little bits of editorial that is basically, hey, democracy and a free press is good. I'm not I'm not going to get too upset about that. Maybe you disagree, and maybe that's a that's a bias of mine. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's light editorializing about this particular story and why they're choosing to tell it. Uh, had a dude call me out on FIPA. Okay, what is what F information is just wrong. This is how you really get uh, in trouble at YouTube. What is your F information? Ooh. And do you really want your F information to be portable? I have many questions, many, many questions. 
we need hippo protection, not HIPAA protection. Well, if you've got hippos around, I hear they're very deadly. So do look out for that. Please do get hippo protection. Uh, 100%. Uh, not just the internet, but health workers misspell it too. I don't really blame, I, I blame Congress for this. Like you should have figured out a way to make that HIPAA, like hippo, because you have to know people. You have to understand people. That's what politicians are supposed to be able to do, right? Is understand their constituencies. I could have told you nobody was going to double that A. Everybody was going to double that P. I'm available for consulting Congress on just this stuff. I don't want to be involved in the politics, just naming conventions and pointing out, oh yeah, people are going to call that HIPAA, like hippo, not the way you want. So yeah, let's do it, Congress. I'm available. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I do like... This is H and H about H and H and H with Hogue. Some more H. We do have a couple of H's in here. I just had a HIPAA refresher course at work yesterday. Leanne G, you are so on top of it. Thank you. Absolutely. And I'm glad the refresher course appears to have actually delivered accurate and complete information. You never know with courses. Uh, so I think that that's, that's good. It's a good sign when you come out of a course at your employers, uh, seemingly more educated and ready uh, for these kinds of topics than the opposite. I never know. Back, back when I was in big law courses. Um, Claude Simeon, schools have to be more traditional. Then they go to the real world and learn what they can get away with. Yeah, maybe. And I'm not so cynical, right? People call me naive and optimistic. I, I would hope that there is more of this going on, that you teach the, the who's, the what's, the where's, the why's, the how's. Uh, and, and maybe we get more of that in the long term. Um, certainly, I will continue to be critical of the times when I see, uh, you know, really egregious stuff. Uh, on the journalist side. Uh, but I do want to celebrate the times. I see it well. Um, let's see here. Got different stuff here. Secret McSquirrel. More than one hippopotamus is hippopotami. Interesting. I am the hippopotamus. My lyrics are bottomless. Topical and timely. <laughs> uh, hippo, hippa, hooray. Hippos are fast as hell on land. Yeah. Hippos. I, you watch some of those documentaries and like hippos. Now those, those are alien monsters. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, but do we want a hippopotamus for Christmas music? Maybe like a really small one that I could give back to someone after they were not really small. Uh, all acronyms should be run by a group of middle schoolers prior to becoming official. They'll show you where the pitfalls are in spelling and pronunciation <laughs> and also things that they can do with them, like call them names. Uh, right. Yes. Okay. Not just with pronunciation and spelling, but what does this rhyme with that you maybe haven't thought about that? Not just middle schoolers, but people with middle school mentalities will use against your law. See, we, this is the consulting firm we need. We'll call it nameology, um, just to really confuse things. And uh, we'll run it all together from this channel and we'll, we'll share the profits with consulting for, uh, for various political organizations. It'll be great. Um, you get a like for that, Hogue. I don't know what it was, but I'm proud of it. Thank you so much. Uh, question, says Claude Simeon, is there not a general right to be talked about? Is a defamation suit the only way to protect yourself? If you're not a public figure, is it easier? No malice of forethought standard. So there's a number of things there. You have a general right to your privacy, but things that are noted by someone else in the operation of your life don't generally run afoul of that particular concern. Is it defamation? If I say this individual didn't get vaccinated and left school and the library is closed, did I defame you? Those seem to be facts. And you'll note that of the letters that we hear described in these articles, they're not disputed facts. So you've got a problem there because truth is an absolute defense to defamation. If you're not a public figure, is it easier to win a defamation case? 100%. Um, because then you don't have to get to that actual malice standard. You don't have to have a knowing lie. It can just be an unintentional lie. You have all sorts of things uh, that pop in there. It is harder to win a defamation suit as a public figure. This person is clearly not a public figure. Um, and so if they wanted to go the defamation route, they could. Uh, I think they'd lose. I think they'd lose pretty easily um, because they're not disputing the facts. Uh, dang, Hoglaw dropping them rhymes. That's the flight of the Concords. I'm I'm nothing if not derivative, you know. Um, see here. There are hippo people in D&D now. Man, I didn't see that. Well, maybe for campaign number two, am I right? I'd make a great hippo person. I think this is clear. You can clip that. <laughs> Uh, my favorite Christmas song, it says it's hippopotamuses. So that's what I say. 
winking emoji, rolling on the floor laughing emoji. Stick with your guns, Rebecca. Absolutely. <laughs> what age is middle school? Is that high school? No, no. Middle school is not high school. In the United States, we have uh, elementary or grammar school, which depending on the jurisdiction goes uh, from start to fifth or sixth grade. Um, and then middle school is either seventh and eighth grade or sixth and seventh and eighth grade. And then high school is ninth, 10th, 11th and 12th. Um, so yeah, middle school is basically a transition school where we start making them move around classes uh, and use lockers and things as they prepare for the, the bigger high school experience. Uh, your mileage may vary on whether it works or not in your jurisdiction. Uh, now that I have a middle schooler, we shall see. I have confidence in her. Uh, Kermit in Muppets Christmas Carol. I don't know why you're shouting this, but I love Muppet Christmas Carol, so I will put it up on screen right now. Uh, middle school is like 11 to 14. Eh, give or take. Give or take. High school is like 14 to 18. Yeah, that's about right. Um, yeah, it's your it's your preteens in middle school, generally speaking, uh, to some extent. Okay. All right. It's 8.30, folks. I do have a 9 o'clock. I... Thank you so much for participating in Hangouts and Headlines this morning. Great deal of fun. Tomorrow will be Casual Friday. We'll see what we're going to do. I have some ideas, uh, but you'll see that go up uh, both on Twitter and here on YouTube in a little bit. Tell your friends. Uh, look at those notifications. Um, and uh, let's have fun tomorrow on Friday. And to everybody who hasn't already experienced Thursday, I'm looking at you, Australia. Have a great rest of your Thursday. For us in the United States, have a great start of your Thursday. And everybody else, I will see you on the next episode of Hangouts and Headlines or Virtual Legality or if you just pop in for Lawyers and Dragons. Anywhere that I see you, I look forward to it. Talk to you soon.